0: It was on January the 7th of 1994 that a powerful earthquake struck the Los Angeles area and caused a massive blackout. Um, if I didn't know that there would be people that would be moving in and out at this time of the message, I would have got the, the tech team to absolutely black the building out in that moment right there. So you have to just put on your imagination cap with me for a minute and imagine a blackout in the room. It was uh, a bit unusual because of the scope that it reached, the homes that were in one moment lit so well and in the next moment in absolute darkness. It was so impactful that following the blackout, the nearby Griffith Observatory started to receive calls about the the strange sky that they had seen during the blackout. What was it? Was it some kind of alien encounter? Was it some kind of astronomical event? And upon conversations and then media communication, they found that it wasn't anything out of the ordinary at all. It wasn't strange in any way. What people were finally seeing was what was there all along. With all of the lights out, the invisible that was always there became visible there's a new concept known only to our millennium as light pollution light the new danger at hand is that darkness is being diminished while that's a new concept to consider if we think about it darkness does have its place it has the power to impact our environment nocturnal creatures can get confused animals no longer understand dusk or dawn. Um, It was last week during the windstorm on Wednesday night. First I woke up because of the rain that was pounding against the window. But then I literally, I was there in that moment and I was like, what's wrong? Something's wrong something's not right. My phone was still blaring out the white noise, but above the white noise, I could hear the rain hitting the window, but I was like, something's not right, and I remember getting up, and I began to walk, and, and I thought, man, it's dark in here, and that may have not have mattered so much a little while ago when I would just wander around and Bruises didn't really matter, but it seems like these days, bruises stay a lot longer and come a lot easier. So I was cautiously moving through the bedroom. There's a few sharp corners that I know where they were, are. And, and by the time I got to the bedroom door, I realized the power is out. My phone was running on its battery, and, but in the remainder of the house, what, where we always have a, a street light just outside our kitchen window and that pretty much will light in that area of the home. It was in absolute and complete darkness. The clouds had moved in and, and it was just this layer of darkness that I'm not used to in our own home. It, it, was, it was something to note. It, it actually registered in my consciousness somewhere around 2.30 a.m. which says a whole lot. Got a drink of water and went back to bed and by morning the lights had come back on, but it did impact me. Yeah, We know that every light has an impact on the darkness. Might have to preach a little harder this morning. It was a casual conversation when I was dropping off Pastor Anthony Enns and his wife at Stairs House a few weeks ago. As he was getting out of the car, he looked up into the night sky and he said, Wow. You can really see the stars out here. Never thought about that. I said, why? You can't see them like that in Vancouver? He said, not like that. We can't see them like that. You never really see the night sky. With the cost-effective LED lights, more darkness is being lit than ever before. We can leave the light on all night at a fraction of the cost that we used to have to pay in the past. And I mean, neighbors in our own neighborhood here in Marysville have spoke to us about CCC looking like a landing strip in the midst of Marysville. (laughs) We're lit up brighter than a Christmas tree all year round. But now not only is it the street light and the house light and the night lights that have increased the level of light pollution, we're no longer only having to consider what we have here on earth, but now we're having to consider the sky. Did you know that some of the brightest stars in the sky aren't stars at all, but satellites? Just yesterday, this article was released about a huge new satellite known as Blue Walker 3. Anyone hear about Blue Walker 3? It has officially become known as one of the brightest objects in the sky, outshining all of the brightest of stars. Since it was launched into orbit by the space company space mobile in September astronomers say the shiny glare of the 693 square foot satellite as well as its voluminous activity could severely hamper progress in our understanding of the cosmos it impacts it the darkness is impacted by the light everybody with me thank you the shiny glare Impacts what we see in the night sky. Scientists involved with the Astronomical Union Center, and their quote is for the protection of the dark and quiet sky, are at work constantly to ensure that the darkness is maintained because they have learned about the power of light. About the power of light. There are now more than ever more satellites in the sky than we've ever had before. There are const- they call them they call them uh, constellations. They are they are commercial constellations that are appearing in the sky. Maybe somebody in the room has heard of SpaceX Starlink. They have more than three thousand satellites, and they may top more than twelve thousand in the coming decades. Here's what they are learning. Darkness cannot live in the light, and they're concerned. Is it any wonder that the alarm bells of hell begin to ring when the church begins to shine? Is it any wonder that the prince of darkness fights against the children of light? Because he knows that in his darkness, if just one light begins to shine, if just one message gets out beyond, if, if, just one, if just one word can make its way into that place where God can begin to move, no matter how dark the darkness may be, the light has the power to overcome the darkness. We're preaching about the power of the light this morning. The writing of the messianic prophet Isaiah was filled to the brim with prophetic promise, but perhaps none was greater than this one. The people that have walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. We want to tell. That's what his word compels us to do. It isn't time to take our light and put it under a little bushel. I know we might be going back to Sunday school this morning, but it's all right to be reminded that light is greater than darkness. I've just heard enough talk about the dark lately that I wanted to remind the church today that the light still has the power to overcome the darkness. I just wanted to send a little message out, just a little reminder in the room today that you're standing in the midst of the room full of people that walked in darkness, but now we walk in the light. Now we walk in the light. In darkness, there is no choice. In darkness, you don't have the opportunity to choose. In darkness, you're stuck in the static position. You can flounder around. You can kind of bump your way along the hallway like I did last week. But here's what I know when the light comes on, all of a sudden you can say, I see the way clearly. I know my way out. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed. I know who's working for me. The enemy cannot overcome the light. He can't. It was John the Baptist's father that spoke and declared. He said this, He said, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Light will always overcome darkness. God came to guide us. The privilege that we have of preaching in this season of the year Is that there is a general understanding. There's a general understanding. About what Christmas is all about. That the world. That lay in darkness. Was transformed. By one simple. Single baby. That came. In the way of a manger. And impacted the world. Forever. There is a before. And an after. There is come on. There is a before Christ and there is an after Christ. Our world is impacted by this one solitary life that came because it was more than just a life. It was light. John 1 and 1 said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and that life was the light Of men. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. You want to know why we have a world that walks around lifeless? they're hopeless they don't know where to turn they don't know where to look it's because they're just looking for a little bit of light if there will be somebody if there would just be one church that would say i will just let the light shine we will just let the light shine that in the midst of that lifelessness all of a sudden the opportunity for life steps in it shatters the darkness it moves in where darkness reigned and said just a minute we got a brand new come on we got a brand new opportunity we have have a life that didn't exist before. The stars became part of the story of redemption. The light still has the ability to attracts, attract the ones that are truly seeking Him. It was those wise men that saw His star in the east, and they began to look for Him. Our world, with all of its artificial light, is darker than it's ever been. We can echo the Psalm song, song of the psalmist this morning. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The shadow, if I could remind you this morning, and I know there's times when we walk through those dark valleys that we quote that verse because it matters to us. But if there was ever proof that there was light, the proof lies in the shadow. No light? No shadow. There is no shadow where the light refuses to shine. Silhouette can only be provided and created if there is a light shining. And I believe that's why the psalmist spoke like that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm walking in this season right now the psalmist said. I'm in the shadow. Some would call it darkness but I'm choosing to call it the shadow. Some would say the absence of light, but I'm going to say it's the shadow. Some would say the light left, but I'm going to choose to say I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't matter what the shadow is. I still know that on the other side of that shadow is light. And if light is at work, if light is here, then promise about life is available. I just came to talk to a few people this morning or maybe a whole lot more than a few that in this room this morning, in this place today, the light is here. The enemy can throw shade. The devil can make it as dark as he can, but it's still just a shadow. He can't stop the light. He can do everything in his power to block it. But at the end of the day, it's still just a shadow. All it's done is it's, it's hampered the light. Or it's trying to restrict the light. But the only power that the shadow has is because of the light that's on the other side of it. It may get cold in the shadow. But never forget the fact... That it's still the reminder that the light is at work. It may get dark in the shadow, but it's nothing more than a reminder that the light is still at work. That's why Jesus said, let your light so shine it is not time to hold back it's not time to hide the light it's not time to be embarrassed about the light it's not time to be quiet about the light it's not time to be silent about the light it is time to let your light shine in this end time world full of death there is light that brings life and church family we have just determined and we're ready to declare let the light shine Let the light shine. Let the light shine. The darkness shall not prevail. How many have got your cell phones with you this morning? I know you do because I've seen a few heads down. (laughs) I showed a video clip a few weeks ago about A Philippines crusade where the power went out and in some places that may mean the end of the meeting I think we all know around here that probably wouldn't be the case at CCC we bring something up but with no knowledge and no time to prepare a plan those students just pulled out their phones Anyone got your phone? Thank you for not bringing your phone, Sam. You know, I wouldn't. (laughs) Sorry. I wouldn't turn the lights out when we didn't have no light. But guys, you got the blackout button right there? All of a sudden, what would have been an impossibility becomes a possibility. What we couldn't have done before because it would have been too dark to navigate or too, too dark to, to do anything, but we just had a few people. We don't even have everybody. We got, we got maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 lights in the room, but it's enough that we can navigate. Can, can you understand that the power of light in the midst of darkness changes everything? Can you understand that just one light in the midst of darkness, if it's, if it's that impossible circumstance, you can go ahead and bring those lights back up. If it's in the midst of impossible circumstances, in the midst of, of a world in darkness, God said, I'm just going to break forth with the light. Those wise men, they came from the east because they said, we have seen his star. And we are come to worship Him. We have come to worship Him. You may think, well, what is my life doing? I, I don't know what your role is at CCC. Our prayer and our belief is that every single person in the room has a role and a responsibility. Someone say everybody. Everybody's got a place at CCC. Everybody has got a light that they can let shine. Everyone has a responsibility. And if we allow our light to shine, I truly believe that there are people that are scanning the horizon of humanity and they don't know where to turn and they don't know, they know this, they know there's something better somewhere because there's eternity placed in the heart of humanity. And they know that somewhere there's something better and they're scanning the horizon. And you say, well, I don't know what my life could do or I don't know what, what, my, what, what impact I could have. Can I just tell you that the moment that you let your light shine, you don't even see the impact of that light. I'm pretty sure that, that the, the satellites, if you're standing out on that 600 square feet of that satellite up in space, that you wouldn't know the impact of the light that you were allowing your platform to radiate. However, from here, we can see it clearly. Somebody is looking for a light. And you say, well, I, I'm just, I just gonna, I don't have a whole lot to offer, but I'm just gonna do my part. I'm just gonna let my light shine. Why? Because people are searching. Wise men are still looking for an opportunity. And someone will say, you know, I just, I just saw something about your life. I, I just noticed the way that you walked. I noticed the way that you talked. I, I noticed the way that you interacted with people. I, I saw kindness when others would have shown anger. I, I saw grace when somebody else would have come down on somebody. I saw your love in spite of what you got. I, I tell you, the Lord was, hey, he had to work on, on me this morning because, because I was angry about whoever tore up the front lawn today. But here's what I know. <laughs> love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> and so if i love, if I will love, then all of a sudden, in the midst of darkness, We can come back to the music this morning. Christmas is that season where we want to remind the world about what God did for us. The impossible darkness. God, let his light shine in our lives. How many remember those Christmas plays that we used to have in church I give them A for effort and we'll just leave that there somewhere down somewhere down down in the effort A for effort A for intention A for everything but ability we'll just land, land there It would start act one usually had a kitchen table and a dad who didn't want to go to church act two somewhere in the midst of that had a minister who would show up and he'd get rebuffed act three would something would happen that would cause the husband and the dad to reach out to the preacher and may have been an illness or an accident or a doctor's report or act four dad would come to church he'd hear the preacher and the preacher would be the pastor and the pastor just laid all out and when he did dad would turn to god and god would turn dad's life around so while it may not have been we weren't supposed to be good at drama anyway we're just supposed to be good at church So we may not have been all that great with drama. I think maybe we got better with drama as time got on. But somewhere in the midst of that Christmas story or that play. (laughs) The promise about what God could do in a home. The saving grace of the story is that the dad was usually really somebody That in his past, God had reached in and turned his life around. He had walked in darkness, but God reached in and turned his life around. And now... Now we're on the other side and it was more than just a story. It was more than just a Christmas play. It was, it was reality to somebody that was on the platform. And, and it never ceased to amaze me that even though it may have seemed a little bit corny. And maybe it wasn't the first time that we did it or the fifth time or, or the tenth time. But, but somewhere in the midst of that simple Christmas drama, somebody would come to God. Why? Because someone let their light shine. The book of John reminds us, John 1 verse 9, he said the true light, the true light, but it doesn't just stay there as the true light. It's the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. God doesn't intend for this just to stay with a few. God intends for every man, every person, everyone, become the element that is used to bring light to the world if if the astronomers are worried because because of light pollution come on ccc can we just give the devil an eccentric headache because we refuse Come on, we refuse to let our city walk in darkness. We refuse to let our neighborhood walk in darkness. We're just refusing this morning. We're just in turn, we're just determined that we're going to let our light shine. And, and we already know, we know that the enemy's gonna fight us. We know that the devil's gonna get mad. We know, come on, we know that the devil's just gonna kind of try and stir things up and mess stuff up. But here's what I know: light will overcome darkness. I'll go back to the beginning of the book as we prepare to close. And worship team, you can join me on the platform. Genesis chapter one. One verse 16, it says, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night. To rule over the day and over the night. The light that is on the inside of your life. The enemy knows he doesn't have the power to rule you. He knows that he doesn't have the power to rule over you. If you just let your light shine. You, you overcome darkness with light. That's the rule from the beginning of Genesis. The law that was set in order by God when He spoke it into existence. He said, here's the rules. Light is going to rule over the darkness. So I came with a simple reminder and a simple message this morning. The light overcomes the darkness. The light overcomes the darkness. Would you stand together with me this morning? The light, the light, it isn't just an abstract in the sky, unavailable, unapproachable. He literally wants to let that light shine in our lives. I don't know who came with darkness this morning. I I don't know who came with confusion. I don't know when you came and you said I I just can't I can't find the wisdom to make the right decision this morning. He came to bring light. The true light is here this morning. The true light is shining in this room. And you say, well, I just got that shadow up. It's it's blocking the light. The shadow, come on, the shadow is just proof that the light's at work this morning. The shadow is just proof. You say it's so dark, it's okay. Just let the light shine. You find in the New Testament of scripture has the words day star. The day star. And you look at that and you think astronomy or you think, and, and it does have that illusion. It has that impression on us because the star that would shine beyond the darkness to be light enough to shine in the day would be the day star. But it's not It's not just that. It's if you look it into the original language, it's day star means light bringer. He is the light bringer today. And if he is the light bringer, there isn't any darkness that can hold him back. The invitation, when you open your heart, when you open your life, you say, you don't know the darkness, Pastor Jack. You're right, I don't. But here's what I do know. I know the light bringer. You say, you don't know how, how bad it's been. I don't. But here's what I do know. I know the light bringer. You don't know how deep in, in the muck and the mire I've been so buried under all of the sin in my life. I, I don't know all about that, but I only need to know one thing. I just need to know that the light bringer is in the room. And if you let the light bringer bring light into your life, it's going to transform and change everything. Everything changes when you walk in the light this morning. I'm going to open our altar because I believe there are lives that need to be impacted by the power of God today. I'm wondering if someone would just say, Pastor Jack, I'm going to let God bring the life into my light. I, I don't know if it's personal for you. I don't know if it's extended. I don't know if it's somebody you're praying about or you're praying for yourself. But here's what I do know. If you allow the light bringer into your life, God will turn things around come on we've been here before we've been here before when everybody's a little on edge and everybody's uncertain everybody's got a little concern level high but here's what I know on the other side of that when the light bringer comes everything changes I'm going to say a prayer but it's really just a pathway for someone to make their way to the altar today I wonder if we could, seasoned, saint, all the way to the person that's dealing with the sin issue in your life. I wonder if we could make our way to an altar and say, God, we are allowing the light bringer to bring the light this morning. I wonder if someone would just join me. Maybe it's a commitment. or Maybe it's a turnaround in your life today. Is there anyone in the room that would say, I, I need that light in my life this morning the Holy Ghost is here right now come on I wish that someone would just begin to intercede for a moment want to be a witness. You can, can take, take what's wrong and make me cry. cry. Uh, uh, stars shined out on you.